Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way the real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerhouse team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience, over 500 transactions, and generated over $5.5 million for himself and his partners. Now sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business with the Strategic Real Estate Coach Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome. Josh Cantwell here with StrategicRealEstateCoach.com, and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Made Easy podcast and YouTube video. Thank you all for joining me. Today I have a special guest, one of my buddies on the line today with me, Cody Sperber, the Clever Investor. What's up, Cody? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. We just, uh, I just actually got back a few minutes ago from uh, downtown. We're planning another uh, live training event. And so I just did a site inspection at a hotel and spent time with my team and just planning out a kick-ass uh, experience for our folks, man. What about you? What are you up to today? Oh, man. I uh, just got the day started, really. I have a, uh, a pretty big remodel. We're doing an, uh, an addition onto this little two-bedroom, one-bath house, turning it into a 3-2. So I was doing the typical meeting with the contractors, going through uh, um, all of uh, the permitting process right now. We're getting ready to add the addition and uh, just got the lady out, just closed on the house. So um you know off to the races now awesome awesome so guys what's awesome about cody and what one of the things we'll talk about today is he's in the arizona market which is a really hot market and there's a lot of competition there uh so cody and i want to talk a little bit about how do you find off market properties vacant houses foreclosures for sell by owners stuff like that because it really doesn't matter what community you're in as the real estate market has rebounded Everybody seems to be back in as a real estate investor and stuff that's on, you know, homepath.com and home steps and HUD home store, those kind of resources, the MLS, there seems to be an increasing amount of competition there, no matter what community you're in, even where I'm at in Cleveland, you know, all me, all my buddies, my brother, we're all talking a lot lately about, man, the stuff that's on the MLS is just going quickly. So, um, Cody, let's, let's focus on that. First of all, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, give us a little color. Give us a little, give us a little flavor for what yeah. you've been up to, man, and who you are and, and why people should just kind of listen to this and why, why, what are they going to get out of it? Yeah. So, um, geez, where do I start? 10 years ago, I, uh, I decided and I was in college and, uh, I always had kind of this little chirping up my ear, either reading books or, people talking about making money in real estate and I finally just uh, I got out of the military and I was double majoring military man yeah it was pre previous uh, US Navy nice I did some uh, I was a quartermaster got out as a QM2 which is essentially an E5 and um, got to travel the world had a good time doing that but when you get out of the military it's a, it's a very odd feeling it's I, I guess, and I've never been to jail, but I'm, I'm going to kind of like compare. It's like getting out of jail. You know, it's like all this structure and they're, and they're telling you what to do. And then you get out and you're like, oh, man, I don't even know the first thing to do with myself. I don't, I don't yeah. remember what, how, to, how to just be normal. What's with all this freedom I have? What, yeah. When do I wake up? What, what do I eat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's an odd feeling, you know, and you do a lot of soul searching at that time. And I knew I wanted to go back to college. And at the time... 
this was uh, right at 2002, I, they, they were giving out grants like crazy for people to go to college. So I had the MGI bill. I had, um, you know, some different grants that I could apply for because I was a veteran now and in good standing. And um, I decided to, to move back home to Arizona because I was stationed in San Diego, which didn't suck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, moved, moved back awesome. to Arizona, went to uh, ASU. I decided to get a, a major in um, finance, and um, I was toying around with double majoring in accounting. Um, ended up just doing an emphasis in accounting. But um, while I was in college, I sat down with a buddy of mine for lunch one day, and he's like, hey, Cody, I just flipped a house, and I made 80 grand. And at the nice. time, like, I had what money I saved from the military, um, but – I didn't have a lot of money. You know, I had maybe ten grand. And when he told me he made eighty thousand dollars, I just stared at him for like an uncomfortable amount of time. You know, just going, uh, thinking to myself, what? "You're like one of the dumbest people I know. How is that even physically possible that you did that?" And he said, "You know," and I did it without using any money. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's not even possible." But yeah, right. You, you, somebody paid for that property. How did that work? And, um, you know, at the time, you were able to speculate on new builds. Remember, the market was just heating up. Yeah. He was speculating on new builds. And I thought that that was investing. I thought right. that that's all, you know, I was like, well, why doesn't everybody do that? I could do that. You know, I could go, you know, win a lottery at a new build and put, you know, a couple thousand dollars down and flip the house and sell <laughs> the lottery. Bill. Everybody wanted to build. They had to enter in, put their money down to enter a lottery to basically get a free pass to build a house, speculate on it, and make a hundred thousand dollars. That pandemonium. That was and awesome. So, you know, but that that got me thinking again about real estate. You know, and I left that that lunch going, okay, I gotta I gotta probably step it up and do something. So I, I did what most people do. I go online and I um, go to the RIA groups and and all the typical things that you would do and and some things were happening with my family at the time. My dad was going through some financial troubles and um, I, I was getting it. I got a job while in college as a bookkeeper, which I didn't know even what a bookkeeper was, to be honest with you. I just, they, they told me they'd pay me, you know, $38,000 a year. I was doing a bunch of accounting classes. I was like, I could teach myself to be a bookkeeper. No, no big deal. I'll pay, pay through myself through college. And I, I liked it for about a week, and then I was miserable after that. I was like, okay, now I know what a bookkeeper is. No offense to you bookkeepers out there, I'm sure. If you love it, it, it was brutal. Um, you know, and I'm no already, offense to like, you bookkeepers, but it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was in this little little cubicle, typical story, you know, just my, I, I was lucky because the guy I got a job with was a real estate developer. So I was his bookkeeper. And so I was, I, I took the job because I was thinking to myself, well, I, I, I have this interest in real estate. Maybe I'll learn a thing or two from this guy. And at the time he was, um, I call him a developer, but essentially what he did was buy historic houses in downtown Phoenix and then tear them to pieces, put a bunch of additions on them because all the houses in Phoenix were built like in the twenties, thirties and forties. Um, and and he would rip them all to pieces and build additions to them and sell them for top, top dollar. And this guy's driving around $150,000 top-of-the-line AMG Mercedes. He's got a guy from Hong nice. Kong. He would fly in once a month to make custom suits. 
like crazy stuff. And I'm his bookkeeper, and I'm looking at the money, right? Yeah. Every day I'm looking at the money, and I'm telling myself, something's not adding up here. This guy's making millions, and I'm barely making three grand a month right. as this guy's bookkeeper. And I felt like I was just as smart as him. I could do the same thing as him, but, you know, I'm just watching the money coming in and out. In and Look, out. I, lost, I lost some of that. I'm gassing <laughs> up, right? I'm just going, this, this is cool. And the market's hot. So I'm thinking, okay, so everybody's, you know, just kind of betting on real estate. I should be doing the same thing. And so I, I started to try to do this thing called wholesaling at the time. So I didn't have a lot of money and I really didn't know what wholesaling was, but I went to a RIA group and some guy told me what wholesaling was. And I was like, oh, that sounds like it's right up my alley. And um, essentially it's, it's flipping the contract, right? You're not actually flipping houses, you're flipping paperwork. And um, he, he I, I talked to this guy, his name was Matt. I talked him into taking me to lunch one day, or I took him to lunch one day, and he literally mapped it out on a napkin. And he drew, you know, on the napkin, here's you, and here's a house, and you're in the middle, and you go and you find these sellers that want to sell, and, you know, put it, put their house under contract, and then hold the contract above your head and yell as loud as yeah. you can, who wants this for more money, you know, than I have. Um, negotiated on the contract and people would come out of the woodworks and buy your house and you'd make a quick buck and it was all legal and you didn't need a real estate license and you didn't need any money and you didn't need very very much training you just need to know some you know right. basic processes of putting this thing together and I went out there for about three or four months kind of doing this on the side and I just couldn't get any traction I couldn't find the deals I really was scared to death of filling out the paperwork um, I used to get this list of pre-foreclosure houses, and right. at the time, a lot of people were pre-foreclosure investing, and I read this book on, it was like, how to invest in pre-foreclosures, you know, and so I took the book, and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm gonna maybe that'll be a good lead source for my wholesale deals, and I went and knocked on a door, and I, you know, first, first door, first uh, house on my list, and I knocked on the door, and on the door, there was all these like letters and things from other people who came to her house ahead of me, right? <laughs> and they were just they were they were called leave behinds, and they were just all over the doors. And um, you know, I knock on the door, and she opens up and she looks at me, and I look like I'm 15 years old. And she still looks do, at by me. the way. Well, I still yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm turning I'm turning 36 this year, and um, thank God I'm, I'm about to tell you a story because there's probably a lot of people that can relate to this. I almost quit that day. Oh, like, I, was, I I literally knocked on the door, and she looked at me, looked at my beat up old Nissan pickup truck, and looked back at me and said, "Hey, kid, go get your dad and come back when you can actually help me." Oh boy! And oh, stab me in the heart. Oh. I was mortified. She didn't even give me an opportunity to explain to her who I was or what my background was. It didn't matter to her. She would have been bombarded by people right. all week long. The foreclosure date was just a few days away, and we were all saying the same things. And she just blew me out of the water. And I hung my head, and I walked back to my car, and I sat in it in her, the front of her house for like 15 minutes. I couldn't even get the courage to leave. <laughs> and all my self-limiting beliefs, everything, that story that I kept telling myself over and over, nobody's going to take you seriously. You don't know what you're doing. You're young looking. Why would anybody trust that you can pay cash for their house? Because that right. was huge, right? 
and I left and I, I was just devastated. And thank God that I had um, a couple supportive people in my life that, you know, kind of wrapped them, their arms around me at that moment and said, you know what, if this is really your dream, you know, you just got to kind of own what you are and don't try to be something you're not. And you, you have to get back out there and knock on another door. Yeah. And even though I was mortified to do it, I, you know, I was getting some encouragement from my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Um, and, you know, she was really saying that she believed in me, which, you know, if you have a significant other that is with you, it's going to make your journey a lot better. If they're totally yeah, against you, sure. it's, it, there's a grind there. It's an internal struggle. And, you know, for about a week, I was mortified. I wouldn't get back out there. And um, I, I finally said, okay, I'm going to go back out. And I knocked on some more doors. And, you know, over over some maybe a month or two, I ended up getting a deal or two, nothing big, $500 here, $2,000 here, little tiny assignment right. fees. But I just, I was, I just felt like there was something missing and I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. Cause I'm, I was overloaded with information. I had, there was forums online and every, I would go to seminars and I would buy all this crap and I'd walk out, you know, I got all my books and stuff. And, um, out I bought this Al Lowry course one time. It was like sixty binders, you know, it was all color coded. And I read every word. It was so old and outdated. No offense to Al Lowry here. Listen to this. But it was so old and outdated. Every time I went to to do it, people would just stare at me like that stuff doesn't work in today's market. And it would really be defeating and, and I would get really frustrated. So after about another two months of trying, I just quit. I threw in the towel one day and I just said, you know what, maybe this investing thing wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just not that guy, I guess, you know, maybe the world wants me to do something else. So what, what, what was, uh, what was the turning point, man? What, what, uh, when did you start to see some real traction? What was, uh, what was the next, uh, the next step? Yeah. Well, um, you know, it came, came out of the blue. Honestly, my dad was in a situation where he ended up, he was kind of working, he, he was working his way at this job. He was there for like 10 years, 15 years, and he was working his way up the corporate ladder. And he was supposed to become partner and everything was looking good. And it ended up, he, uh, he ended up getting fired from his job. And when you're in your late 50s, early 60s, restarting is tough, you know. Yeah. It was really, and, you know, my dad was always somebody that was like a hero to me. He was in the military. I went in the military. He was an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like he was somebody that really inspired me. And he was always that guy that was like up for anything. Great attitude, smile. Like he would love, you want to be in a parade this 4th of July? Yeah, I want to be in the parade. Let's decorate the whole house. Let's decorate the tree. You know, like he just was into things. And over the, about a five month period of him quitting his job or getting fired from his job, he, what he changed. He was not that guy anymore. Yeah, he was wow. rest. He was unhappy. He was he was miserable to be around. I didn't recognize him. I felt like like he, it was like he had like a disease that I couldn't just shake him out of it. And my my family was totally affected by it. And he got to a low point where financially he thought he was going to lose his house. It was just really a bad bad time for us. And it made me really reflect back on me and what I wanted to visualize my life 
a year from now, five years from now, 25 years from now? Would I ever want to be in a situation where somebody else can say, you're done? Yeah, you know, you're fine. That's no it. thanks. Yeah. yeah, you might as well take take the reins, right, and just chart your own course, be the captain of your own ship, and then, man, if you if you sink or swim, it's your own deal. It's your own fault instead of, man, I really worked my ass off, and this company let me go for practically no reason. That's, yeah, that's never been a part of my DNA either. I've been self-employed or owning my own companies since I got out of college. I mean, I, I uh 21, 22 years old. I, my, my same similar story, Cody. My dad was an entrepreneur and did the corporate thing and put me and my brothers through college. But uh, while we were all in private school, high schools and colleges, my dad started his own company, you know. And so I saw that and was like, "That's I, that's all I care to do is work for myself. I don't care if I struggle. I don't care if I make tons of money or not. Like I'm just gonna make my own way." And uh, I think you're either cut, you're either cut from that cloth or you're not. I think you know your subscribers, Cody, and you have subscribers all over the world and students all over the world. I think most of us would rather chart our own course, be our own person, do our own thing, than rely on some big company to abuse, use 60 hours a week and put us through the grind just to come back to work the next day. I, I, I tend to think that most people are entrepreneurs somewhere in their makeup. It's just a matter of bringing it out, bringing it out and finding something they can be good at. Um, and yeah, so it, it, sometimes it takes a big experience, right? A life experience like you had with your dad or for me, it was just the grind of being a financial advisor and not having to be able to, I couldn't even write my own emails to my own clients because they had to go through our compliance department. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is horseshit. I, I want to I wanna do my own thing. So real estate was the, the entree into that. And Cody, you know, we've, we've both been through, because you've been investing for a long time, as I have, you know, 10 years, 8 years, stuff like that. Um, and so you fast forward to today, because you, you and I have seen various market cycles. We saw when short sales were hot, and then the market go into the crapper, and the mortgage meltdown, and then now things are kind of hot again, right? And so what we don't want is for people to do the Al Lowry thing, where they, they hear information, or they hear some sort of course, or buy some sort of course that's not working, so you're in one of the hottest markets in the country. What What is working, right? Because a lot of stuff that's on the market is flying off the market, selling in a few days and selling for sometimes over asking price. But I know you're doing a lot of stuff to focus on off-market properties, vacant properties for sale by owners, motivated seller lists. And you just bought this brand new building and moved your staff into a new facility and you're doing all kinds of stuff to harvest these off-market leads. So... Let's, you know, if this is somebody's first experience with real estate training, this podcast or this YouTube video, and you could tell them, hey, focus on one thing right now, today in 2014 to make money in real estate, what would be the one or two things you would say for them to focus on? Whew, that's, that's a heavy question. You know, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead in the story a little bit, but, you know, what's funny is what, what was working in 2002 is working again today. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And that and what I'm talking about is direct to seller marketing, right? What you you're saying off market deals. Mm -hmm. And what I did when 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 my dad crashed and burned and I reflected and I said, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to give this one more shot. And I really am going to do this right and I'm not going to wing it anymore because winging it it wasn't a strategy. It didn't work before. I'm going to go find a mentor. I'm going to find somebody in my life that can show me what to do and 
helped me kind of crack that code. So when I got back at it, I was lucky enough to meet a guy named Lyle at a Jack Miller event. And, you know, people who talk bad about events and seminars and all that stuff, there's always something good you can get out of at any situation. But if you line up with the right group of people, and that's why like you, you started off by saying you're, you're scouting a venue and stuff like Josh and his team – they put on like some of the best events out there. So, you know, it's like you, you've got to line up with somebody that you feel is the right fit for you, your personality. You know, they, they're, they're not just talking the talk, they're walking the walk. And so I got lucky. I, I had a mentor come into my life and he started showing me some things direct to seller marketing techniques and tips and stuff that I started using back then. Well, then the market shifted. Right when you figure something out, the market starts shifting, right? And so all of a sudden the market imploded short sales and foreclosures and REOs and all this stuff came about and we got used to being able to just go and write offers on MLS deals or go down to the foreclosure auctions and it was kind of easy pickings and I was one of those guys down at the auctions um, I've done a little over a thousand deals at this point and that's a lot of real estate transactions nice. and I was one of those guys down at the auctions with two three million dollars in cashier's checks just banging deals and you know that I rode that wave and it ended you know, and before that I was doing the short sale thing and I rode that wave and it ended. And it was like, right when you figure out all the systems and processes, the market's going to shift. You have to expect it, anticipate it and embrace it. And what was working back in 2002, this, I was doing a lot of direct mail. I was doing a lot of creative things with what technology was around back then. Um, text messaging, uh, it was just coming on the scene, you know, and uh, email marketing was really hot at the time. And, you know, I mean, it, People were um, finding deals um, through probate lists and other things that were a little bit higher of a barrier to entry. But if you figured out the process to be able to go out in there and pull these lists and, and communicate with the sellers the right way, you could get a lot of really good deals. So now fast forward till today. Um, I My world has changed. I've, I don't have to do as many deals as I used to do. I used to wholesale 20 to 35 houses a month. Now I get to pick and choose. My motto is starting to become fewer, bigger, better deals. And so I love quirky deals right now. Arizona is a really tough market. Um, by tough, I mean there's a lot of competition and um, sellers are educated. They're prepared and expecting you to pay a higher amount, right? Because they're reading the headlines in the newspapers and they're getting 20, 30, 40 postcards. Um, half of it's my fault because I've educated half of Arizona. I gotta, <laughs> you know, kick my own ass at this business. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it, it happens. One thing that I will say that I did is I radically shifted my strategy. I'm no longer lazy wholesaler, which I loved being lazy wholesaler. Now I'm prepared, confident, and credible wholesaler. And what I mean by that is when I show up, I have a logo on my polo shirt that says Cody buys houses, you know, and uh, all my people that are acquisition specialists, they all wear the same polo shirt, khaki pants, you know, and we try to dress in like a uniform, like almost like a franchise type mentality. We all look the same. We show up, we have our iPad. On our iPad is our in-home seller presentation. It's about 25 slides, explains who we are, what we do, when we do it, benefits to the seller, options for the seller, video testimonials, written testimonials. Like we really show up and explain why we're more credible than our competition. Sure. On top of that, we have things that we give the seller, leave behind. Um, uh, we just, we come prepared now. Comps. Um, CMA, market analysis, whatever we need to be able to support our offer. And we make an offer to everybody. So one, I'm a credible investor now instead of lazy wholesaler. Um, two, um, 
I really like quirky deals because if everybody is going after the typical three bedroom, two bath house, I'm not afraid to go after the two bedroom, one house, weird house that I believe that is in a neighborhood that should be, it, there's a lot of three bedroom, two baths in that neighborhood, but this is the weird quirky deal that's been sitting on the market for a while. Or the seller looks at it and goes, this is uh, you know, obviously unique for the neighborhood because it's smaller or it's ugly or whatever. And I like to go and add value to the property. So I've been doing lots and lots of additions lately. Um, you know, I'll wholesale one or two houses for every one that I keep put in the, you know, add a thousand square foot, something like that. Normally cost me around 50 grand to add the addition. Takes me a couple months, but I'll be patient, you know, and uh, um, I'm finding these deals. These are, a lot of stuff's coming through direct mail right now. Um, I have a probate um, person that goes down to the, the county courthouse um, once every three weeks, pulls all the latest probate leads. I showed them how to do it. H hired this person off of Craigslist. They pull all the probate leads for me, bring them back to my office. Um, we have a very unique pro uh, probate mailer that we send out. Um, I only pull out probate leads that are over um, four months old. So nothing that's fresh. In other words, they, you know, they're going, uh, the, the person passed away. I wait at least four months before I mail them my first letter. I want people to go through the grieving process. I want people to go through the process of saying to themselves, oh, this is cool. I just inherited a house. I'm going to rent it out and become yeah. a landlord. And then reality hits four months later when they're like, oh, this tenant moved in and they moved immediately out. And by the way, they destroyed the place on the way out. You know, then all of a sudden they start getting marketing from me. I send once a month and it never ends. I use a lot of really cool technology in my business, a lot of um, text message marketing, a lot of direct to voicemail, voice broadcasting. Um, you know, things to help automate. Um, I use this software called, um, it's, it's called Podio. Um, it's just a CRM system. What's cool is on my phone, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Um, I'll see if I can pull up my, it, 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 no, that's, that's Pandora, not Podio. <laughs> All right, so Podio, um, you know, it's just a little app on your phone and, um, well, it's not letting me log in, but it's just a little app on my phone and I literally can, run my entire real estate business from my smartphone. Things that I would never have been able to imagine doing back in 2002 when I first jumped in the game, we're able to do it now. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are scared of technology out there, but why? Why, why be scared of it? You know, if you have the right technology in your business, it's going to change everything for you. Right. And that's something thing I love about what you guys have going on. I mean, you guys have really done a good job putting together the right business and marketing systems to make a real estate investor's job easy, no matter if they're an old season pro or brand new in the game. Right. And that's the key is, is just knowing the right stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Got to have one place to kind of keep everything together because if you're doing one or two deals a month, you could do it from a yellow pad. If you're kind of serious about being a real estate entrepreneur and a business owner, well, you know how it is, Cody. You own multiple businesses. I own multiple businesses. You got to kind of keep everything together. You have employees. You have staff. You have vendors. You have, you know, people that you hire for various projects. They all have to kind of know what's going on. So we use, uh, you know, we use CRM solutions for everything. We use project management solutions for everything. We use scheduling solutions for everything, because the only way you are able to leverage yourself, Cody, you being the CEO of all these companies, and me doing the same is to allow and empower and equip other people to be able to do a fraction of what's in your mind as the owner. Each person gets 
sort of a fraction of that vision that you have. And they have to take all the pieces of the vision and pull it together so you can run everything from a dashboard. Um, a good friend of mine and one of my business partners is a guy named Brian Stark. And he was one time, he told me a story, he was sitting in a, in a loge at an, uh, a Cleveland Indians game watching baseball, and he was sitting with a guy named Milton Maltz. Milton Maltz owned Mulwright Communications. And at one time, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's guidelines, there's FCC guidelines that, you know, one entity or one person can only own uh, a, a maximum amount of radio and TV stations. There's a, there's a limit. There's a federal limit. Well, Milton Maltz owned whatever the federal limit was of TV stations and radio. And he said to Brian, he said, you know, Brian, unfortunately, if you want to become massively successful and wealthy, uh, you're going to have to do it based off of the work, the hard work of a lot of other people. And he said it in such a way that he was almost apologetic for it, but knew that that was the process of becoming super successful. Unfortunately, to be super wealthy and super successful, you have to do it off of the hard work of a lot of other folks. Well, the truth is most people, Cody, as you know, don't have the, 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 uh, the ability to, to accept risk. They don't have the ability to coordinate lots of other folks. They don't have the ability or the, the, the want to own big businesses. And they're willing to be a piece of the puzzle but not coordinate the whole puzzle, right? And so softwares that you've said make it for guys like you and I and other people who want to be super successful in real estate and business to, to really keep all the pieces together, the puzzle pieces together, and, and make it happen. So uh, you know, you know that, that, that one quote that my buddy Brian told me a long time ago has never really left my mind because I realize it's, 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 it's a blessing to be willing to take risk to so, – to be willing to take on the chaos that can be owning a business, but that there are a lot of other people who want to be a piece of the puzzle, but not put together the whole puzzle, if you know what I mean. Sure. And, um, and that's kind of where we're at today. And it's interesting because even in Northeast Ohio, you know, we, I have about 50 people across the country and even in other parts of the world that work on my different brands, my different companies. And I consider it a, a blessing to be able to be the leader of that organization. So it doesn't matter if you're working on one deal or two deals or just starting a real estate business or you have a, you know, a multi-million dollar, very large international business. It, it, it all needs to be coordinated, right? So I guess let's, let's scale back and step back to that new investor doing one or two or three deals. Cody, what types of technologies specifically – do you recommend somebody use and how do they start to go from one or two deals a month to doing 20 or 30 a month like you used to, right? And, um, and, 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 and is there anything specifically, again, those off-market properties, the direct-to-seller marketing, is there anything specifically that you would recommend that they do just to get going right now in today's market? Sure. You know, um, since it is kind of a, a broad question, I'll, I'll start at what technologies I think people need. Um, I, I I started Clever Investor in 2010, and it was because I felt that I could help put together business and marketing systems that were better than what else was out there. And um, I was, and that was because I was frustrated with what I was using out there. It was slow and outdated, and um, I, I I feel like 
people get focused in on technology and, and do one of two things. Either they get scared to death of it and they don't want to use it because it is complicated and feels a little overwhelming, or they get focused in on the wrong technologies. To do this business when you're first starting out, you should never let one thing slow you down, even if it's technology. Um, like you said, you could do a deal on a legal pad. I mean, you don't need a lot of stuff to get started. You don't have a lot of money right now. Don't let that hold you back. Jump right in and just, you know, do things like drive for dollars, you know, and that's just simply driving around looking for houses that are out of the ordinary, overgrown lawns, lots of yellow bo uh, phone books on the front, you know, doorstep. Um, uh, talk, get out of the car, talk to the neighbors, If it, knock on the door of the house, find out if anybody's there. If it's vacant, talk to the neighbors, find out if they know anybody that, that any contact information of the person that, that used to live there. People do credit, you know, a lot of students of mine um, that don't have a lot of money, they'll we give them a very specific process to market themselves on Craigslist. Craigslist still has a lot of deals on it. Yeah. Um, I you know what's an awesome one? You know what's an awesome one is all of the uh, for rents in Craigslist because it's only marketed for rent if it's vacant. Yeah. And there's another, um, let me see, uh, what's the name of this website? Um, there's a website that, oh, socialserve.com. Socialserve.com is basically a, a website that all the Section 8 landlords post their properties on all across the country. You can go to Socialserve.com and look up the uh, available properties from these landlords um, that have Section 8 available properties. And what's cool is it puts the phone number of the landlord right on there and it says, call Bob if you want to rent out Bob's house. Well, one day we stumbled upon this website, and I was like, well, I'm going to call Bob, you know, and I called the guy up, and I was like, okay, one of two things is going to happen when I make this call. Either he's going to become a cash buyer of mine because I'm going to tell him that, you know, I have other available properties that if he wants to add more deals to his inventory, or he's going to tell me, I don't even want the piece of crap that I got. I'd love to sell it, you know, and get rid of it. So he's either going to be a buyer or a seller of mine. Perfect. Yeah, I love it. And it was a it was a great free tactic. It doesn't cost you any money, just a little bit of time. We have a little script that we kind of modeled out and called called him up and, and said, hey, look, you know, I've noticed here that you have an available property on um, socialserve.com. I'm a local investor in the area that, you know, specializes in hunting down good deals. I happen to have a couple I'd love to show you. Are you interested in adding any money-making opportunities to your portfolio? And they would say, well, one of the two things. Yeah, I'd love to network with you. Send me what you got. Or I don't even want the one that I got. You know, make me an offer on that. Come and, come and look at it and buy it. I love it. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that's same, the same with Craigslist. Same with Craigslist. You bet all the for rents on Craigslist, same deal. That yeah, guy's either a frustrated landlord who hates his property that he has or he's a happy landlord and wants to add more. Either way. Perfect. And if with, with people that have a little bit more firepower and some money, direct mail is by far the best way to generate leads. But you're going to generate a lot of leads with direct mail if you do it the right way. And that means find a targeted list, come up with the process to be able to actually mail to that, you know, scrub the list and mail out to that list and have a highly targeted mail piece to mail to that list. And then have a process to, once that phone rings, you better have a good process of converting that lead. You know, um, Lead generation is actually fairly easy. Every day when people ask me, who, you know, what do you do for a living? Most times I say I'm a marketer. That's what I do. I market my businesses and I never stop. I'm relentless at marketing. Um, but 
I'm also really good at the conversion side of things. If you don't understand the psychological process that a seller has to go through before they feel comfortable enough with you to say yes, then you're going to have a bigger challenge getting a deal than, than say, me, who knows all the tips and tricks to be able to go out there and, and build rapport and get a seller to say yes to me. And it's not by accident. It's not just through sheer personality. There's a strategy behind it. Um, all the way from like technology like a Podio. What I love about Podio is it's free. It's a free CRM. So, you know, between uh, if you want to stay organized for free, have Podio. The, where it does cost money or could cost money is the fact that there are guys like me that have set Podio up and built out Podio in a way that is perfect for wholesalers and rehabbers. So, um, you know, so you've customized that we've customized to use in your own business. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we've integrated with um, a piece of technology we call the M5. And what I love about the M5 is there's, you know, we were the first to market with this kind of technology. And essentially what the M5 does is it builds all your websites for you. Um, all your squeeze pages, all your, you know, uh, buyer and seller websites, your private lender websites, your rent-to-own websites, every kind of website imaginable it builds the sites for you in the real estate business. And we have the ability, or people have the ability to either build their own sites or use one of our pre-built pages. Um, and then it funnels any leads that you get through those websites um, into an email marketer, a text message marketer, and a direct-to-voicemail marketer. And what's cool about this new technology that's out there called like, direct-to-voicemail, if I'm a wholesaler, and let's say I get a hot deal under contract, Instead of personally texting everybody or emailing everybody or even picking up the phone and calling all these sellers, uh, or I'm sorry, all these cash buyers, I can literally just call in a phone number and say, hey, Cody here, I'm calling you first. I just want to let you know I got a smoking hot deal under contract. You're my guy. Call me back right away if this interests you. I, if I don't hear back from you in, say, 10 minutes, I'm going to move on to the next person. So hurry up and call me. This deal won't last long. Then I hit send. And it blasts that voicemail message out to all my cash buyers. So let's say I have 300 cash buyers. That would take me three days to call all 300 of them. It blasts right. it out to all 300 of them instantly. And as soon as they get it, it they don't have a missed call. And they don't have their phone ever ring, which is annoying when you get those automated messages on your phone. But their phone, it just goes beep, 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 like they missed a call. And they look and they go, oh, I missed a call from Cody. I didn't even know. And they listen to the voicemail and they hear it. And they're like, oh, Cody's got a deal. I better call him. So the, the M5 automated marketing system, it, I built this thing from the ground up. Um, we wrote all the emails, all the text messages for the people using it. So you don't need to know anything about technology. You don't need to know anything about programming or graphic design or coding or none of that stuff. Creating videos, creating ebook giveaways, none of that stuff. We just created all the high converting websites and, and squeeze pages for them, and it starts funneling those leads into their lists. Um, along with that, we decided that, you know what, okay, so we got this great technology that people need to have in their, in their business to make their lives a lot simpler and automated, but how do we generate more leads, and how do, we process, um, how do I do that process of what are the scripts, and, and what do I need to say as soon as that lead calls me or emails me or texts me, what do I got to do? All those little steps involved to be able to convert that to an actual deal and actually make money. And so we created this system we call the Fast Track Profit System. And um, the Fast Track, a lot of training out there, at least in my opinion, can get boring. If you, Let's say you have 20 videos to watch, and it's a guy on a PowerPoint. 
for 20 hours, you know, one video, right. one hour per video. After a while, your eyes are crisscrossing, you're zoning out, you're like, okay, this is kind of boring, yeah, I'm falling asleep. And so we just decided, let's make training fun, yeah, let's make it fun. So let's blow some crap up and let's, I don't know, have a plot line and let's hire some Hollywood-type guys and write some scripts and just do some nutty stuff. But let's deliver core training in a fun and exciting, unique way. And so when we sat down to, to build out the fast track, um, that was our mission. And it probably took us seven months to build this train. And I just, I held nothing back. I just put it, my heart and soul, my whole team, everybody was in this training. So we show you everything from setting up your business the right way to generating leads to conversion, the scripts that I use, the marketing pieces that I use, my in-home seller presentation that I was talking about that I show up with my iPad, every single thing that I use in my business to make millions and millions of dollars, I have inside this fast track profit system course. And we've decided to pair the two together because they're a perfect fit. It's like a, it's like an Oreo, you know, it's like everybody wants the two pieces of the Oreo, the like Oreo peanut butter and jelly. Outside, but not the inside. You wouldn't love the Oreo as much, you know? And it just, it just came together perfectly. And it's, I don't know. It's it's changed a lot of people's lives. Yeah, yeah, and we love it. It's it's awesome, Cody. I mean, uh, guys, Cody and I have known each other what six, probably six years or something like that. Probably two thousand eight. I don't know. Um, so that's and that's the thing, right? So is is getting these properties that are off market or direct seller, having a CRM solution and a a technology that will help you process this and training to help you do it. Um, so, guys, listen, I highly recommend you, you look up Cody, you, you, you find out more about him, check out his YouTube channel, call, you know, check out his business, one of his websites, codysperber.com. Um, you can check out his uh, Fast Track Profit system at srecprofits.com, like Strategic Real Estate Coach, which is my company, um, srecprofits.com you can check that out and uh, and, and and you know Cody put together a, a free web webinar a free web presentation uh, to walk you through exactly how to find off-market properties and probates and sellers what kind of marketing to send to these people how to convert them from a call-in and a phone call to an appointment how to convert them from an appointment to a contract how to flip that contract for quick profits or how to keep those contracts for big rehabs. You guys know that I like to do the big profit deals. You know, the fewer, bigger, better. You know, we, we like that. We like doing less deals that are bigger profit deals, the big 40K flip deals. Um, so you can pair off and say, okay, I'm going to keep this one and I'm going to make some improvements to it and I'm going to flip it for 30, 40, 50K or more. Or I can wholesale it for quick cash if I don't, if I don't need any more in my you know, my big profit portfolio. So, um, you know, Cody, I, I definitely recommend that people check that out. Check out that free web presentation, shrekprofits.com. And uh, so, Cody, if, if people want to get any more information about you or your websites or just connect with you or contact your office, where do you kind of recommend that they go? Oh, geez. Uh, probably, you know, I have a website, like you said, codysperber.com. Um, uh, my educational business is called Clever Investor, and we have a website, cleverinvestor.com, lots of free resources and, and a really cool blog that we have on there. And like you said, my YouTube channel is just uh, youtube.com forward slash cleverinvestor. Put a lot of great video content out there. I, I really believe that, you know, like like you, I, I've seen your YouTube channel. It's out of, out of control. Good. <laughs> and there's been a lot of people in our space that have, like, really good content. And I come from the same school of thought as you is – 
I'm just going to put it all out there and people will gravitate towards me that, you know, are attracted to, to that kind of stuff and that really appreciate all the hard work that, um, uh, of all the training and the free stuff that we give them. So awesome. out there and you know what I'm, uh, I, I, I just want to say to anybody listening to this, you guys are very, very, very lucky to have found Josh because his stuff is the bomb. And there's not too many people out there. There's probably like four people on our industry that I have a lot of respect for, and Josh is one of them. Um, dude, keep up what you're doing. Thanks, it's, thanks bro. Appreciate that. Your story is so inspiring. Coming back from the cancer and, and, and all the all the charitable work you do with the cancer organizations and everything, it's really inspiring to guys like me. I do believe that there are certain types of personalities that do real estate um, there are, you know, the achievers, high achiever type of people. There are emulators, people who want to be like high achievers that are maybe the new people just getting in and they're trying to become achievers. And then there's the people that are above achievers, in my opinion. Those are the people that really understand how to give back. Those are the yeah. people that, that know that there's a bigger thing than just making money and themselves and, and all that. And the way you affect people and the way you give back to the world is uh, definitely uh, – Really, really cool to watch. So awesome, man! I really appreciate that, Cody. So, guys, listen, uh, Cody, awesome! Thanks a lot for joining us today, man. Real estate investing made easy podcast and YouTube video. Um, highly recommend all Cody's stuff, guys. The software is awesome. All the technology tools are great. Check it out: srecprofits.com. Cody, man, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you being here today. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. All right, sounds good, man. Talk to you soon. You were just listening to Josh Cantwell and the Real Estate Investing Made Easy podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next, who you'd like Josh to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success or even horror stories in real estate. And maybe we'll talk about it on our next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter. And definitely check out all of our awesome free training videos at youtube.com slash SREC video. Do you want to find out how you can quit your job in 90 days or less flipping real estate? Go to strategicrealestatecoach.com right now to learn how we can help you attract endless free leads, profit rich deals, and consistent cash. That's strategicrealestatecoach.com. Thanks for listening.